Welcome to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS, covering the world of mapping and location technology. Welcome to Episode 6 of Location Matters. My name's Adam Mullet. I'm the Marketing Manager here at NGIS. And today I'm joined by Nearmap CEO Rob Newman and NGIS New South Wales Business Manager Jeetan Jahan. I will start with you, Rob. Um, Nearmap is a really impressive Australian story of innovation. So in your own words, could you just tell me a little bit about you know, the, the history of the company, the origin, and, and where you're going today? Yeah, we're really proud of being an Australian company. Um, actually started in Perth back in the um, around about 2007, 2008 timeframe and uh, started with an idea from Stuart Nixon. His idea was we could capture aerial imagery so much more efficiently. So he developed his own camera system and software and that's really launched the business today that we have. Very successful here in Australia and launched into New Zealand and the US as well. Cool. Tell us a little bit about the democratization of aerial imagery. I mean, it's really becoming available now. It's the price points coming down, uh, and it's it's much more easy to integrate. So, I mean, tell us what other people and businesses are doing with that imagery. Yeah, I mean, if you, again, go back 10 years, uh, aerial imagery wasn't really available. We were just getting our first smartphones. We're kind of getting the idea of mapping. And then now uh, we depend upon mapping as part of our everyday life, whether you're a consumer, working out where a cafe is, going to a restaurant. What we do differently in Nearmap is provide that kind of content to businesses. So instead of having to go get in your car, go on site, do a measurement, do a quote, assess a job, look at assets, you can do that from your desktop or your mobile device. That content, by being uh, updated frequently, being very clear, really transforms the way businesses can do their business. So that really has democratised that data. Yeah, I agree. Um, We find that uh, I have a similar... uh, like a, a. a different analogy, um, but Nearmap to us is like um, video conferencing to the to the world of meeting people, where you didn't have to jump on a plane to make a connection with someone or have an important meeting. Um, video conferencing really revolutionised the technology and the communication market, where you could just get a Skype. Um, call or FaceTime or Google Hangout and actually make that connection straight away, really reducing the cost to do business. And I find that's a similar kind of concept with Nearmap where you don't need to jump on a plane or get on get on site to do your measurements or your assessments. Um, during the, the planning or the feasibility stage, you can actually very easily in multiple formats access high um, imagery um, to... To, to, to get the answers and the insights that you require straight away. So we find it an amazing um, technology and we're really happy to be associated with it. And I guess as, as the imagery um, industry has matured, there's, there's been a lot of other uh, competitors that have come into the market, not just from, from the way that you do it, the aerial imagery, but also from new types of satellite imagery, drones, you know, and people are really after that image and perhaps they don't care about how it's taken. So how does Nearmap respond uh, to those sort of new entrants? Yeah, I think actually Earth observation has really progressed over the last decade. And you mentioned the kind of three primary ways of, of observing the Earth. So satellite aerial and drone each have an application and from the customer or the business's point of view they don't care but they use the right one for the right purpose satellite 
global coverage but low resolution. So if you're trying to get that fine detail of what's on a roof or plan or, or measure, satellite's not for you, but if you want that global coverage, that's where satellite fits. Uh, drones, kind of the other end of the spectrum, very high resolution, but for a specific building site or for a processing plant. But if you want high resolution at scale across all of Sydney, all of San Francisco, all of New York, that's where what NearMap does is, is unique. We sit beautifully between those two. Great coverage of economic built-up areas at a sufficiently high resolution that you can do your job. I mean, where do you see it, Jaden? Is, uh, is satellite imagery starting to get better to the point where it could compete, or is this something special that NearMap's doing? I think one of the main differentiators between what NearMap's doing and your satellite providers is a, a really rich catalogue of history of, of imagery, which um, the, the satellite companies probably do have, but it's a very high entry point um, to acquire that data, and it's a very specialised way that you need to consume that data. Whereas with NearMap, it's very easily available in multiple formats um, and goes back, um, depending on the, the location, many years and can integrate very easily into different business systems. Does NEMAP have any uh, plans sort of long-term to go into space? Uh, no, I think, you know, our core technology sits around our camera system. Um, going into space, I'll give you some stats, right? So the Worldview 4 satellite, the Digital Globe, launched that cost eight hundred and fifty US million dollars. Wow! Yeah, wow! Right now, <laughs> that's a that's a big investment. <laughs> a bit. So yeah, a little bit. And again, uh, global coverage, but still at a lower resolution than the camera systems. Now, will satellites get better over time? Yes, but it's a long time to kind of get to where we are. Um, I think we've kind of got that nice sweet spot of having very high resolution covering all major cities at you know and frequently updated that's kind of a nice sweet spot and our capital costs are a lot less than 850 million let me tell you that mm. one thing that i've seen recently um is is the feature recognition that's possible now with machine learning it's really exciting um so i guess it that's all about integrating business systems tell me Jayton, what do you see when we're working with our clients what sort of benefits are they seeing when they integrate something like the rich data that nearmap's providing and say their sales data or their asset data yeah i think um with a lot of with a lot of the customer erp or asset management or enterprise resource um management type of applications they're very contextual in in the information that they provide regarding the asset and the the great thing that NGIs bring to the table in this partnership is that we we can work we understand the IBMs and the SAPs and the Oracle systems or even the Salesforce systems or the dynamic CRM systems out there we link spatial information with business data and then the the kind of final layer um, and a really important layer is the visuals and the context around that asset um, gives a lot more richer insightful um, information to the user or to the business about that particular asset so i think it's uh we're really excited with the way that we can integrate and use near map imagery in integrating into um, customer based information or asset based information you can actually then get even you touched upon it before in terms of the machine learning side of things um, we find this is a really exciting space to be in at the moment because you can really automate 
the way that you uh, get results or outputs from their systems. Some some great examples that are currently out there where you can a lot of local councils now are. Uh, using comparing the DA process with um, the amount of uh, swimming pools uh, uh, installed in in residents' property, um, just uh, it would be very a manual process to to count the amount of pools versus the amount of approved pools that have been um, processed. So this is a really quick and easy way to 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 really make big changes into the way local councils operate and be efficient, um, but also ensure safety, uh, especially for young children, um, for, for parents that um, that may have bypassed or didn't really realise that they needed to make their pool compliant. So it's more than just a pretty picture then. Yeah, absolutely. And I think picking up on Jeetan's point, um, the partnership is very important to, to NewMap. Um, we see ourselves as a content provider or a data provider but at the end of the day um, your customers and our customers want a solution to their business problem whether it's identifying where swimming pools are whether it's identifying where a new construction site is whether it's identifying um, a transport layout all of those things are actually a business problem that needs to get solved so the partnership between NearMap and and NGIS makes sense because we've got that rich set of content that's you know broadly you know covers broad areas and frequently updated but then rather than somebody have to manually look through all those images to actually have the business insights that can come from an NGIS solution. And speaking of pretty pictures, I mean, 3D is really, it really makes things pop, right? And in terms of stakeholder engagement, people get it when you say, this is what the building is going to look like in situ with the surrounding environment. I mean, what is it about 3D that makes people get excited that tells that story? It's reality. Right. I mean, we actually we actually have this uh, term we use reality as a service. And um, look, I often give presentations to uh, investors and investors are pretty hard ass people. Right. They sit back in their chair. They've got their arms folded and you show them a 3D visualization of a city and literally they lean forward. You can kind of see that. Oh, wow. Moment in their eyes. Right. Mm. And so whether it's planning, whether it's visualizing something, I think taking that third dimension gives a reality to uh, to what's going on. Now, uh, there's a lot of work ahead of us and yourselves as NGIS in terms of, okay, so I can see the real world. Now, how do I get insight out of that? You know, am I doing line of sight planning for putting a, a, a camera on top of a building to, to, for a security purpose or tracking the, the progress of a, of a race in a marathon or something like that? You know, so it's now the next level. We've got the data. So now how do you get the insight out of that data in 3D, I think is the next level, but we're delivering that reality. Yeah. We're getting to a point where we're looking at 3D not just as a, a block um, of like an object, but it is an object with information behind it. So if you're talking about a building, well, then using um, uh, BIM models, you can really understand then the, the materials and the cost, um, the, the types of materials, um, a lot of rich information. So if you if you mix and, and merge and integrate the the especially the the business data with the 3d model it uh it provides visual impact but also provides uh, a lot of business insight and um depending on what you're doing you can you can plan better operate better maintain better um or, or run a city better even as well 
Now, there's hardly uh, a solar panel installer in the country who does not have access to near-map imagery. Um, we, we see it all the time, and it really helps them know what the size of the roof is without having to go out there, and they can communicate to people more programmatically as well, right? Uh, you've also done really well in construction, engineering, planning. So what's, what do you see as the next industry where you're going to have a really big impact? Yeah, I kind of alluded to this before, but public safety, it's one that I actually care about a lot because at the end of the day, you may save somebody's life. Um, so at one level, public safety is if you've got uh, emergency um, vehicles going on site, you can track them using GPS, but then having an up-to-date image underneath that, you know, we know there's an alleyway there. We know there's a, or the emergency services worker knows there's an alleyway. Mm. Um, where 3D or even oblique imagery comes in, I think it's something like 80 or 90% of emergency calls come in on a mobile phone. So do you know the address? Do you know you're at 123 Elm Street? You probably don't. But do you know you're across the road from a McDonald's or a Hungry Jack's? Mm. You probably do. So having a look at that oblique image and saying, oh, across the road, there's an accident happened. I can see in a, uh, uh, you know, Hungry Jack's across the road. The emergency worker goes bang, looks at the oblique image. So I think those are industries that are both exciting and useful, but also ones that we can disrupt. What do you think, Jaden? Are there any things that Nearmap haven't thought of that we might have seen um, as ways to use Nearmap in, in a different way? I mean, NGIS's strength is being able to use data in a way that people haven't already thought about. I reckon these guys are very smart and have thought about a lot of things. Uh, something that really ex- um, gets me excited is the whole retail and property space. And, and I think that that's pretty much covered in, in, in Nearmap's um, coverage, though... One thing that's really emerging is Amazon coming into this into this country and um, the whole e-commerce and the e-business type. So it's a different way of thinking on how do you capture that target market and, and revenue in a in a non-traditional uh, bricks and mortar landscape. The areas in which I think Nearmap can really help and disrupt um, um, the, the likes of the of the e-commerce sector is really understanding the distribution centres um, and the surroundings of where to best place warehouses to effectively service this whole e-commerce market or internet users. Um, and then also then on the last mile side of things uh, where that's that's the big disruptor or the big impact for any delivery or logistics based organization is looking at um, with with really accurate imagery understanding any bottlenecks overlay that with your road data congestion data from the likes of Google but then have the context of um, and the accuracy of near map data to really fine-tune that last mile delivery where's that driveway where's the um, the, the pickup point um, or the drop-off point for a particular parcel I think that's it's quite exciting and um, a high impact high value for an organization like Amazon Okay, so just to end the podcast, I want you guys to put on your futurist hat uh, and think about 10 years from now uh, using artificial intelligence, machine learning. Where do you expect uh, things like the sort of imagery to be used and what are the sorts of things we're going to be able to get out of it? I think... Using AI, I think, is, is, is going to be a game changer for the whole industry um, and not just our spatial industry. I'm talking about business and in and, and, and whole. I'm really excited about um, uh, machine learning, um, object or asset counting, um, change detection, 
it really changes the way that a business will operate um, and how it becomes competitive. Uh, one quick example is uh, looking at a, at a large um, construction material provider and understanding stockpiles of their competitors and doing some vol volumetric analysis of understanding how much dirt or how much rocks their competitor has and then using that to an advantage of a business to really determine the pricing that it goes in. If, if their competitors have a lot of stock, that means probably that they'll probably be more aggressive in the pricing, whereas they have less stock, then it allows, it gives more intelligence to that business to be uh, uh, a better strategy to win the work. So yeah, the whole um, AI um, spatial detection, spatial analysis detection is really exciting. Yeah, I, um, I agree, and uh, you know, this, the number of applications are incredible, um, and I think it's going to happen in five years rather than ten. Uh, one of the other interesting spaces is the insurance space. So much of that is is about assessing risk yep. and value, and um, with location content and applying machine learning to that, you can say I can assess the value and the risk associated with this property. Most of most risk is associated with roof damage um, and in storms, right? And if you know the roof type, the roof condition, combine that with the value of the property, you know you can almost uh, automate completely the insurance underwriting process. Uh, but you go through almost every industry and think, what am I using humans for today to make an assessment? We used to send them in cars to do an assessment. Now we can do it from our desktops or our mobile devices that will ultimately be taken on by machine learning. So it's an incredible next five years. Wow. Well, thank you very much both for joining us on the podcast today. If you want to hear more episodes of Location Matters, head to our website, ngis.com.au. You've been listening to Location Matters, the podcast from NGIS, covering the world of mapping and location technology. To find more episodes or to read our blog, check out our website, ngis.com.au.